Hello and welcome to the In My Defense podcast, the show where we pontificate on our favorite subjects until it's too annoying to listen to us anymore. Hi folks, it is I, your host Christian, and I got a really good one here today. This might actually be the most inaccessible episode out so far, and that's saying something considering that the last episode was about one specific episode of a 15-year-old cartoon. I have a good friend of mine, Mark Mazay, and we are discussing the genre, the Japanese phenomenon known as tokusatsu. It's a television movie film style that's been, that's been utilized in Japan for decades at this point. It's where Power Rangers comes from. It's basically the idea of special effects-driven dramas and TV shows, usually for families or kids, but you know, Godzilla, it applies to Godzilla, it applies to all kinds of shows. Basically, if it's effects heavy and it comes from Japan, it's tokusatsu. And it's something that I've been getting slowly into. and I brought on my friend Mark because he is an avid fan. He's been following series for years and years and years, and this is just a super fun conversation. But it is not something that is well known in America. So a lot of folks who might be listening to this might be be like, "What the hell are they talking about?" I apologize for that. Hopefully, our pa- uh, our passion and our love for this genre really gets across. And hopefully, by the end of it you will want to check it out. I highly suggest Kamen Rider. I highly suggest any Super Sentai series. It's a really good show. Uh, and they've and there's literally hundreds and hundreds of episodes for you to choose from. And you can pretty much watch the series in any, any kind of order. Well, sort of. We'll get into that on this show. Uh, don't want to take up too much of your time. We'll include show notes and thank yous at the end of the show. Just enjoy the music and let's get into it. I am here with uh, one of my good friends, Mark Mazay, and we are here to talk about the Japanese phenomenon known as tokusatsu. Uh, Say hi to everybody, Mark. Hello. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good morning. All right. And uh, tokusatsu, for those who may not be aware, is, I guess you'd call it a genre of Japanese film and TV. Basically, uh, tokusatsu in Japanese means special effects, if I'm correct. That is absolutely correct. It is essentially like live action superhero stuff. The uh, the MCU would be its American equivalent at this at this point. Yeah, yeah, it kind of covers like a like general like I think like technically the first tokusatsu movie was the original Godzilla. Yes, so Godzilla, like, Ultraman, are are would would be considered like the most mainstream like Japanese tokusatsus. Yeah, you have these uh, effects heavy uh, uh, effect uh, basically anything that uses special effects could be included in just uh, tokusatsu to some degree, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually approached you about talking about this, Mark, because you're one of the most uh, avid fans of tokusatsu TV and, sh- and films that I know personally, and I thought this would actually be a really cool conversation. Uh, and so when it comes to Toku, what what are you, what why are you such a big fan? What are your like favorite aspects about it? Um, I guess this goes into two uh, responses. Uh, one would be before this year, 2020 and after. Um, <laughs> so I think I think like a majority of Americans, I guess I got into Tokusatsu uh, thanks to Power Rangers, which is the most the most popular form of 
tokusatsu in america and overall i would say like power rangers is still i believe going on to this day like they just announced a new season earlier this month and as a kid i just thought nothing of it i was like oh power rangers teenage mutant ninja turtles like all those things that i liked but as i grew older and i saw the reruns on what was that i think it was like abc family and i saw and i was just watching the old power rangers episodes again like i'm talking about the original ones and i was like wait a minute that footage doesn't match that footage. And yeah, strange, strangely, strangely, the quality here seems to be a, there's still a dive in the quality as if the footage is a few years older than the right. One, than we yes, exactly, earlier. exactly. So I was like, wait a minute, that doesn't look right. And I think Power Rangers is one of the more obvious ones because the the morphers, as you as they're called in America, like it says Power Rangers on the American versions and the American suits, but it's in. But in the Japanese footage, the Morpher stickers says Kyoryu uh, Sentai Zero Ranger, which is the Japanese source footage. I'm like, oh, okay, so what's Zero Ranger? And then that's when I began going down into the rabbit hole because then finding about Zero Ranger showed. I think this was what this was around, probably 2006. So Botanger, which was a 30th Sentai one, was approaching so it's like just seeing all these all these sentais not not just the ones that uh america adapted into power rangers but also the ones that came before it since 1975 then then and it the be- ones they skip every once in a while yeah and then the, well true although however in 2006 they weren't i don't think they ever skipped one they may have used footage but i don't think they ever skipped a sentai as they, they do now. Skip, uh, well, yeah, they use footage from Die, Die Ranger, Ranger and Cocker ever... Ranger were used as for the Amer- original seasons, and yeah, they they still incorporated footage from those into like the Mighty Morphin stuff. So. Right. So it wasn't it wasn't until uh, what was it? I think it was Gobust. No, I'm think because here the thing is now with the thing is now they don't match the seasons don't match at all. Because yeah, it went like from that, it they, went from they apparently think that uh, that uh, Americans don't like trains apparently yeah it went from it went from Dino Charge which is the Kill Ruger uh, uh, ad- uh, adaptation in 2013 to Ninja Steel which is the Ninja adaptation which came out in 2015 so they skipped trains they skipped GoBusters for a while which is currently Beast Morphers uh, Q Ranger which was 2017 isn't out uh, Lupin Ranger vs Pat Ranger which is 2018 didn't come out. And they went straight to Dino Fury, which is Ryu Soldier, which was last year. So it, it's if you're keeping track, it, it, it gets a lot. It gets very. It, it just gets uh, It just gets lost all over the place. Um. So yeah, in regards to that, I saw you know because this was around when like because uh, like Wikipedia wasn't around in 1993 and it wasn't it wasn't around uh, earlier. So to be no uh, to be aware of of um. Sentai was was a lot more difficult than it is now with everything being a lot uh, like easier accessible, so to speak. So then I found out about the early Sentais and then then it was just some, then then it was the music. It was the music that I really got into. Like I'll I'll, I'll I may not be interested in a in a Totu show, but I'll really like the music. I'll really like the music because that sticks with me more than uh, some shows do, which I guess might be a subject for later. And then I think it was a few years after 2006 where I saw a picture of the Imagines, which are these uh, these colorful, spiritual, genie-like monsters and belong- belonging to a show, a very popular show in Japan called Deno 
Common Rider demo in 2007. I'm like, okay, so what's Common Rider? And then of course that just that just went into a bigger rabbit hole, being like, wow, this is all the way back in 71. Wow, this is a more he's riding a motorcycle. This theme song's <laughs> so basic, but it's so cool. And then it just it, it it's become a point where like I want to say it's two it was 2009 where I would if I could. You know, and Christian, you know this because we we both met at a Cuddler Bay Community Theater, and we are both uh, actors and improvisers in our own rights. I would make it a point to from 2009 when a Kamen Rider Decade and Shinkenger, which was the Sentai at the time, was airing, to see the shows live every Saturday. And as you know, that's not entirely possible, or that wasn't <laughs> in some of the in some of the plays that we've been in together. So that's, yeah. that's pretty much how I caught that's the, the long and short of it is power Rangers came from Sentai. Sentai was way back then finding out that they air alongside Kamen Rider, then going back. And yeah, there's also other shows in the Toku genre that I have grown to like since then, particularly yeah, I've heard of other ones. There's, uh, uh, I, there's metal heroes. Yes. Uh, there's there's the there's the was Metal Heroes wasn't the same as the one that Beetleboards was based off of. Yes, right? it was. Yes, it was. So, yeah, oh, so, okay, so they were Metal Heroes. So uh, Metal Heroes was so the funny thing about Metal Heroes, or excuse me, rather the sad thing about it is that uh, it's it's sad because it's part of the reason why it as a genre died because Metal Heroes wasn't considered considered Metal Heroes until the franchise died because it was from eighty two to ninety. Eight ninety six. If you don't count the last two, Kabutak and Robotak, because those were more like uh, robot comedy shows from the Fushidi line, the the mm-hmm. Fushidi series line, which we could probably probably get into because that's showing. So Metal Heroes is a deep cut. Toei Fushidi is an even deeper cut, like a very like an even deeper cut. Um, but yeah, uh, you're thinking Beetleboards, which was uh, not uh, B Fighter. Which came out in '95. Yeah, it's a very like there's there's so like again we this is covering like an entire genre. So like mm-hmm. there's literally probably a like, hundred different shows. Like you can even go to um, the I think it's the yeah the, the there's a there's a new Toei Tokusatsu like YouTube channel where they're just putting out like, yes like yes. a dozen different like old shows uh, like uh, Captain uh, there's like Captain Ultra and a bunch of. Uh, 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 other things that if anybody ever has any interest in watching like old TV and maybe like oh old man oh man and- it's the 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 Toei Tokusatsu uh, channel has been kind of a personal lifesaver during the beginning of quarantine because back when we were younger and more naive uh, hope uh, regardless of whether or not this gets in I kind of still want to say it. Um, Back when we were younger and more naive and thinking, oh, hey, we're going to be out of this by like May, June, probably July tops. Seeing uh, seeing that Toei announced like all these classic shows coming back and the first two episodes would be subtitled. It's like, this is so cool. So I really got into a lot of them like Gavan, which is the first one, got entirely subtitled. I mean, not subtitled, but entirely released. Shadivan is uh, Shadivan is which came after is out now. Um also, Wind Spectre recently finished, and Soul Brain is has continuing after it. And unfortunately, there's no Sentai because all of it's licensed to Hasbro now. So yeah, the, may they may have it available. I think like I think South Korea is the only place 
in the world where you can get all of the all of the media that's available because I mean you were talking about Beetleboards just now. B Fighter, I believe, is one of the shows where it's it's licensed here by Saban. So we or I think it's still Hasbro. I don't know if the license is transferred, but the point is is because there was an American adaptation made of it, they won't release the first two episodes. But yeah, no, the 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 Toy Totosatsu app is great. Yeah. I will say Kamen Rider Kamen Rider Shin's on there. And that I I'm amazed that they kept that. Like the entire movie, Shin, is there, subtitled. I think it's the only like actual film in in the library that they have now but i mean it's such a great like resource for like classic shows um yeah i mean the 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 the, i think the the shout factory app is what i'm using to watch um kuga on now and i think i think common rider ichigo is on there too yes the very first one yeah 90 98 episodes if you can get through all that admittedly (laughs) i have not seen i know this is like huge blasphemy i've not seen all of rider as it is, I've I've seen probably the first thirty episodes of the original and like the last five of the original. So there's a big chunk I mean, that I've still yet to catch yeah, up on. I will I I will say like it's a, like it's these are shows made in the 1960s. The, the effects are not great. The writing isn't super. I mean, the writing was never like super top notch. It does there there are a lot of cool moments. I mean, like the thing that got me into. Um, Common writer specifically was like I had heard of it through like there's a writer that I follow and he would talk about uh common writer every once in a while on um, this is around Ooh. the time that Forza this was around the time that uh common writer Forza was out. Oh man, and Forza was Forza is eight years that was 2012. So, yeah, wow, and and basically like it's about these guys. No, Forza was 2011, costumes. I think. I'm sorry, yeah, that was close enough. Uh, but yeah, it's about it's about the like, like for in like Forza specifically, like here's a guy who just wants to become best friends with everybody in his school. <laughs> All right, like, gir- I'm down, I'm, I'm there. Very Gurren Lagan, <laughs> very Gurren Lagan. Yeah, and he dresses up like a superhero. He dresses up like a superhero and he kicks monsters for fun. Like, this this is great. Like, he kicks monsters so they explode. This is the kind of thing that I want to see. And, like, it's kind of amazing when it comes to, like, this. I don't know if this applies. I know this applies to, like, Sentai, uh, which is where, like, they get the Power Ranger stuff from. And then Ryder, because those, I I think those are probably their biggest toy sellers, right? Yes. Ryder's a huge, Um, huge toy seller. Sentai, unfortunately, not so much. But, like, uh... And I don't know. I don't know how it is for uh, for some of the other shows that exist in this genre. But from what I understand, it before they start a new season, basically they'll they'll come out with a design for a toy. Like it's all about selling toys. Uh, Japan might have this capitalism thing figured out better than America might ever, because um, they they design these toys. Then they tell their writers, okay, make a TV show based on these toys. Now, if that had been done in America, it'd be the most hockey, kitty thing, uh, lowest common denominator kind of show you can ever imagine. But in Japan, you give a writer a cool design and you tell him, make a show out of this, he'll be like, okay, this is gonna be a story about the meaning of being human <laughs> in, in an age of technology and how we will eventually fight God. Yes, yes, absolutely agreed. And that's that's what I, that's what I liked about it because the thing is, at least with, at least with the shows, even be- like, I guess the best way to say it is that, yes, you're right. It is meant to sell toys. It is meant to sell expensive clothing and jewelry, which I may or may not own. It's meant to sell out uh, stadiums before before Corona. It was meant to sell out like so- sold out shows and concerts. It's meant to sell out tickets. But there is effort put into it. I, I 
don't feel like the thing that I like about Tokusatsu as a whole, regardless of whether or not you're watching an episode of the original writer in 1975 or watching uh, Forze, like you mentioned in, in 2012, or you're watching zero one, which you were alluding to just now. Like the thing that I like about these shows is that I don't feel like it talks down to its audience. I don't feel like if you watch an episode of Power Rangers, for example, especially like a modern day episode of Power Rangers, it kind of really does feel like it's just it's not just talking to kids, but it's also talking down to kids. I think a lot of what makes a good show, regardless if it's something like Breaking Bad or if it's something like Stranger Things or if it's something like like a cartoon, I think that one of the most important things as a writer, as a creative, which Christian, you and I are, is to know and respect your audience. And yeah, and I feel, but I, I, not even just that, like, I feel like the writers who do these tokusatsu shows, they 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 have they have philosophies, they have these thoughts that they just want to get out into the world, and if they have to do so by by selling, uh, by by selling a grasshopper-themed superhero, like, they're fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> just, totally. Like, totally. Like, like, they, they, like they, 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 all these stories are always about being the being human or being a hero or having like like or or the the strength of one's willpower especially yeah internal struggles and all that you did you did touch (laughs) upon you did touch upon something interesting it was it wasn't up until a few years ago where there there used to be a split between the production companies and Bandai, who is the one who makes all the toys and all the accessories and all the props. The, the more that Ryder began selling, and I guess Sentai as well, the more power essentially Bandai got over the writers. Yeah, which and, is yeah, that's a, that's a systemic issue that's almost through like almost breathes through all of like creative outlets. It happens here in America too, where like yeah. the more money something makes, the more producers want to like yeah. put their two cents in. And some writers rebel against it, like uh, Kiva's Kiva's writer, common writer Kiva, which is the vampire themed one, which came out in two thousand and eight. Um, the writer uh, Toshiki. Inoue, I N O U E. I believe. I believe it's uh, off the top of my head. He's famous for rebelling against Bandai and like what the producers want. He'll be like, "Oh, we're gonna ship a, uh, this. This episode's gonna introduce a new toy. Cool, I'll introduce it, but we'll never see it again." <laughs> One of my or or we're gonna or or oh, we're gonna introduce a, a power up. Cool. I'm going to do so in the most ridiculous way possible. One of my favorite ones is Fies from this gif that keeps getting shared. Like Fies came out in what? 2000? Jeez. Fies is 2000. Uh, Fies is 17 years old. And Fies was the fourth. So Fies is, is the theme. The numbering theme is five, but it was the fourth rider in 2003. Um, but one of my favorite parts about that is that um, the gif shows the superhero kneel down on the floor and his power up, I think it's the at soul watch or something, just thrown at his face. Just thrown at his face. <laughs> That's how he gets the power up. It's not. It's not. It's not meant to be the ceremonious thing where it's like, oh, you've earned it through willpower. It's like. Nope, here it is. Just throw it. Uh, yeah, and to me that that is that's a beautiful thing. Like I love I I, I love the just kind of like anytime a creative wants to just say give like a fuck you to the man, uh, I will appreciate that every chance. Yeah, and that that makes me super interested in watching Fives. Now I'm, I'm working my way through the eras, so uh, I'm oh. still I'm still I'm still finishing up with uh, Double at this moment. But uh, yeah, but like I said, I'm in the middle of Kuga, which was the first part of Heisei because like all these shows are always divided up. It's based off. Rider, of Rider is split up mostly. 
because okay. Sentai has been going on. Sentai has been going on since '75 with with if I be, if I'm not mistaken, twice where it stopped production. It stopped production after JAKQ. Jaka, it's pronounced, which was the second one, which was in 77. And then it stopped production. There was no Sentai in 1978. And then Battle Fever J started in 1975. And it kept going year after year up until Kira Major this year where they stopped production because of the because of COVID-19. Oh, and it should be said, like these shows are putting out anywhere between 45 to uh, 60 episodes in a year. Yes, 45 to 50. It's very rare that you get one that's past 60. I think the so the original writer is 98 episodes. Uh, and that's because they didn't really know what they were doing. Yeah. They didn't know if this was going to be the show forever or if they were going to switch it out every year. Go Ranger, which was the first Sentai, got up until like the 70s in terms of its episodes. But ever, ever since then, the average has been 45 to... 50 episodes. There have been some exceptions. Like I know Change Man, which is the 1985 Sentai, was 55 episodes, which was a big deal at the time because normally the shows were like between 48 and uh, 50. JKQ, which we just talked about, was cut short because uh, kids didn't like it and they tried retooling it and that also didn't work. And Kamen Rider Amazon, I believe, was the big one because that was 26 episodes. So there was a point in the very early 70s where Kamen Rider X had 35 episodes and Amazon had 26. So together they had, it was a year plus. But other than that, it's like you said, it's generally between like 45 to 50 episodes. So basically for the better part of half a century, they've been putting out a new episode every single week besides like some extenuating circumstances. Yes, which is super impressive when you think about it because this this also goes back to when you were saying earlier about how um, their work ethic. Uh, from what I understand, and I not and again, I'm not sure when this started, but I have heard reports where the shows are planned out well in advance. Like if they a show, I, if I, a show, I can't imagine them being done any other way. If a sh- yeah, you're right because if a sh- so let's okay, so let's talk about um, Saber. Or zero one, which you were recently talking about. Uh, the current currently airing writer right now is Saber. According to what I have, you know, according to like news reports and like behind the scenes, usually a writer and a Sentai start production the moment that the first episode finish of the previous season and ends up airing. So right now we're watching Saber, which is. Uh, dating this to like September, 2020, that means that Saber has been in development or at least planned since September, 2019. And that mm-hmm. gives it enough time for them to like prep out the suits, the characters, the storyline. And it gives it them enough time where like, if something doesn't work, they could change it. Or in some cases where like a character gets popular, they can rewrite the story to have the character there. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's mind boggling. Like the, the, like even even when it comes to like, I think Power Rangers is even now as cheap as it is to make, and they know that like fifty percent of a Power Rangers episode comes from another show, and still like they're 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 down to like twenty six episodes a year, and I don't know if it's like a comment on like American attention spans, whereas because like like you were talking about Amazon's only having twenty six episodes, and and that's like the only show that's available to stream like on on Amazon Prime right uh, now. Uh, you can watch it. Yes. Uh, in addition to that, I was I was referring to the original Amazon, which came out in nineteen seventy. F- no, four. 
think it was four. But at, but interestingly enough, now interestingly enough, you mentioned that yes, Amazon's uh, or as it's called in America, Amazon Riders, which I think is actually pretty cool. <laughs> I like that name. I think it's it's a nice little homage to the original one because they called they called uh, the original 1974 Amazon. Amazon writer. Like they called him that in the show. They called him that in the crossovers. It's in the theme song as well. So it's a nice little callback, but yes, uh, season one and season two total to, I believe 26 episodes, like you said, and that, and what's cool about that is that every episode has a letter of the alphabet in it. So Amazon season one starts with a and it ends with M, and then season two goes from N to Z. Yeah, that's another thing that I know is like they'll just put like these little tidbits and little Easter eggs into a bunch of their shows all the time. Where uh, like Double would have uh, would have would, of course, Double would always have a double entendre. Their title since like two was the theme of the show. Like every episode had every the whole season was two parters. Uh, every episode had two names. There was always a letter that that related to two different things in every single episode. The suit itself has a bunch of W's. Like yeah, from yeah, head to toe, like from head to toe. And so, and so like the way they, th- they can stay on theme, I'm sure like Saber is going to be doing a lot of stuff with that. Like we'll see later on. Uh, zero, zero, one, zero, zero one's catchphrase. Like I'm the one that's going to uh, end this or, or there's only one person that can defeat Stop you. And you, that's, that's me. me. Mm-hmm. The, the writing is really super top notch on these shows. And one of the things I'm really appreciative of the most like you were talking about like go ranger and all that kind of stuff like that like there's still homages to the history of these shows like of like like it took it took like 10 years for power rangers to have an appreciation to show appreciation for its legacy because i think you could say that like, as power rangers may not maybe like a lesser show but it still meant a lot a lot of things to a lot of people oh yeah that's and- why i will that's why personally i'll never judge anyone that that lights these shows because i think that i think that every the way that i see power rangers and like sentai and rider in particular is that we may not all have the same reasons for liking the same shows but we have but we have have a reason to do so and i think that's what's important like i, I yeah. i've i'll never judge for example you know if there's a show that someone likes and i don't i'm not gonna be like why do you like that show it's the worst so i'd more be <laughs> like i'd be more interested to be like why do you like the show and was there something going on in your life that made you really like it so yeah. the same thing yeah because power rangers meant a lot of things to everyone like i don't watch i haven't seen a full-on episode in Power Rangers in a long time, but I still know it exists. And every time I see like news about it, I get interested. I'm like, oh, they adapted this one, or oh, you know, they're they're not adapting this one. That's strange. You know, when a new season comes out, I listen to the theme song, and it's like, oh, okay, this is cool. I like it. Or oh, okay, it's a remix of the original one again. So, you know, they, they, that's what that, that, Hey, that's what they do. And I'm sure there has to like, you know, there, another reason why this is still going is because, you know, there are, you know, there are kids that there are kids that like them. One of my, one of, uh, it's kind of a strange non sequitur to go on, but, uh, one of my favorite events, uh, uh, one incident or event I recall in the before time was going, going to, going to a bar or an event. I can't recall it right now, but they were, they had temporary tattoos and this is like a nighttime bar event. And I saw dino charge from power Rangers. And I was like, okay, cool. Like it's, it's cool to see like that stuff, you know, it's still out there. It's still out I there. I will say the, uh, the theme song for dino charge slaps. It is. It, I was, I was, I do like, I do like, yes, 
I will agree with you on that. I will agree with that, you on that, that. That that one's really good. And that whole season's actually really good overall. It's decent. I think. I think yes, that, you're right. It's it is decent. Um and uh and like Ninja Steel I didn't like as much, oh, but then yeah. they had like but their Dimensions in Danger episode where they brought back a bunch of the old, like a, a bunch of the a, a bunch of the previous actors from previous shows was a lot of fun. And I highly recommend it for anybody who's a Power Rangers fan. If you haven't seen it, especially and, like, if you're a Tommy fan, because and again, this is this is where our opinions might differ. I, I loved Dimensions in Danger. I thought it was great. But one thing that Power Rangers doesn't really do and admittedly Sentai and Ryder are also guilty of this as well. You were touching upon a point about how like some of the earlier shows weren't re- well written. A lot of a lot the 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 main issue that I think a lot of seasons have when it comes to their returning actors is that or characters is that they don't give us an update on like what these characters are doing now or what they've been doing since. Like with Tommy, for example, we found out in Dimensions in Danger, like he has a kid. It's implied to be Cat with like a split second thing near the end where uh, they hold hands. They hold hands through that, but it's never mentioned. Cat doesn't show Cat doesn't show any concern about her son being kidnapped, which is very out of character for I think most people, and especially if those people are parents. Like you know, and and it also like it, it made me wonder too when I saw like um, Rocky, for example, who was one of the who was in the one of the original well i mean he's not the original red ranger but he's one of the original power rangers he's number two. yes uh tj who we saw who we saw in super Force. gia who is from super Force. we don't know what happened to her because the last we saw of the super Force scene was that they put one of the i i know that it's called a a Gotai saber in uh Gotaiger. I don't know what the American adaptation for the name for the sword is they just put the sword in the sand and we don't know anything about the team again um mm. TJ from In Space, we don't know. I already mentioned him. Trent from Dino Thunder, who was in high school. Like, what's yeah. he doing now? Is he still an artist? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a symptom of them uh, the American shows not wanting to put as much work in as I think even their fans are even asking for. Because like we know that it like the dimensions we've had the Tokusatsu Dimensions in Danger equivalent like season crossover where where a bunch of a bunch of teams from different sentais will come together but japan will make that an an entire movie and they'll release it in theaters right still still in that case though and again this is true japan also kind of doesn't want to go into it either i've noticed um one example that that um was recent was uh heisei generations forever which i believe is available through shout and they had a special like live stream of it one night, which I will always find interesting because they decided to air the stream, like the live stream, like the premiere, just as new episodes of Zero One and Kira Major were going on. And I was like, wait a minute, isn't that a conflict of interest? Like, wouldn't the people that wanna would wanna watch this wanna watch the new episodes as it went on? I mean, I saw both to try and support it. Um, but one of the things I do remember is that um the returning uh, character for Deno, the the actor, I believe, uh, or someone in the production crew said, I think it might have been the actor himself. He said he didn't want to bring his character back, or or act as his character. Instead, he was possessed by one of the Imagines because it's been ten years, and he knows that, and he doesn't want to, and he doesn't want to like ruin any illusions of what his character might be like. 
10 years later, which again, it's an, it's an interesting thing to think about because this is coming from the, this is coming from the actor. Go Kaiger was kind of in the same boat. Like some of, um, it was established what some of the characters were doing. Others were, others were not. Yeah. Cause go Kaiger was an anniversary season, like 35th anniversary. Like it was a team that can use the powers of all the previous teams. Um, I, I Go Kaiger was was like the first Sentai besides Zhu Ranger that I had seen in its entirety. I really I really enjoyed it. I really I did I really did feel like there was a appreciation for previous actors who had who had played their parts because like there was a lot of cameos. They were reduced to cameos pretty much, right? It wasn't until like the final battle, which uh, we got a glimpse of in like the Megaforce show, where all the Rangers come together to fight against the enemy. Yeah. So the thing the interesting thing about uh. Go Tigers that they depowered all the all the previous all the previous heroes, which yeah, and then can go either one way, which can go yeah, any way depending. One team that was using their powers. Yeah, and you would have some cases where previous characters would be returning, uh, and also get to like borrow their powers again for a bit. But it that the movie the movie where they crossed over with uh, Go Sager. Yes, the the uh, one ninety nine. I believe it was called 199 Heroes. I love describing it because there's a part of that movie where the angel-themed superheroes fight against the pirate-themed superheroes, and they pull out a giant cannon that shoots out a bunch of different colors, and then they fight. Then they fight a bunch of kaiju together, and are almost defeated if not for being cheered on by the cries of children. Yes, and then and then the toys that they have would be the toys that they had would turn into like the mechas. Yeah, like that's my favorite thing. That was ever. super that's, cool. That is that is the best. You if you want if you like if you want to know how to get Christian, if you want to know how to really, really get me to watch your thing, just have it so just have a bunch of ridiculous action nonsense and have it be saved by the hopes of the small children. You will get me every single time. Tokusatsu is essentially that. It is ridiculous yeah. nonsense. And depending on your sense of humor, it's either the coolest thing you've ever seen, or you're just gonna be like, what the hell is this? And I think I, I think you and I both lean on the more of like, this is the coolest thing we've ever seen. Because this is amazing. It's all it's all pure like id yeah. unleashed. Yes. And again, if you're if you're into that stuff, it really does make if you didn't like, I don't want to say turn off your brain because we've mentioned earlier that especially now with the recent modern day like writing, it, it respects its audience. But yeah, it's 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 every show can be described in a way that's like what? But it, <laughs> it has to be seen to be believed. Oh yeah, like I, I like I, th- those are my favorite things. Like anytime you can describe something in a way, whether it's a movie, a video game, show, whatever, whatever medium you're absorbing, and t- trying to describe it for what it is on the surface makes you sound like a crazy person. You've oh, already, for sure. You've already you've already attracted to me whatever it is already. Yeah. And but then but then to take that and to also bring in so much heart and earnestness, which I think earnestness is like the word of the day for this particular genre right because all these shows if anything are earnest everyone is trying really hard to do what they do oh of course at least at least most of the time yeah you'll have a few cases where there's like um behind the scenes issues but for the most part everyone is excited to 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 be a part of this and because like you said this is a legacy thing um especially now especially especially in like the last 10 years you have a lot of uh you have a lot of actors that grew up on rider and that grew up on Sentai that are excited to do so like for example uh Dime which was uh Dime was was it no it was seven years ago seven years ago man 
Um, <laughs> I remember watching it when it aired. And I think the only reason I remember that is because there was a, there was a commercial during last night's Sabre that advertised Gaim and it had like this big seven. I'm like, Oh man, it has been seven years. But anyway, the main character, uh, the main actor, even though he didn't say it at a press conference, there was a picture of him being very young, uh, with a picture of a stage show Kuda. So it was like, you know, ever since, I don't know how, I don't know how he has to be, he has to be under, but just the thought of like this little kid that, that went to like a, a superhero, like stage show, got to shake hands with a guy dressed up as Kuda and then actually becomes a writer like 10 plus years later <laughs> is it's cool, man. It's, you know, gotta like yeah, that and stuff. That, and I think that's the thing that we're seeing now with Power Rangers. Now that Power Rangers is in its 20s, it's in its 20s. It's like 23rd, 24th year of Power Rangers. But again, like as someone who's also re-watching a bunch of Power Rangers stuff, like the show the show for the first 10 years does not reference itself. Every once in no, a while it doesn't. there's a cross every once in a while there's a crossover with the previous season, but it wasn't until I guess what what the the heyday of Power Rangers, which was probably where the least amount of people were watching it around like the two or like mid two thousands, is when they started going into that like once a ranger, always a ranger kind of thing. Yeah. So to add to that, um, part of the reason why I think they weren't referencing it so much is because they were trying to separate because Power Rangers, at least in the beginning, is very unique where. It was connected. It was connected. You had. It was all one had, long season. It yeah, was all one long yeah, show. The you, same the, continuity. The, the Zordon era, let's call it, because that had to do with uh, Zordon, which was like their their magical genie granting, like, power source. Big head in a tube. Big head in a tube, where you had the five original Rangers, but then they, but then three of them had to leave. Then three of them got replaced. Then it went, and then they got replaced. Then it went to Zeo, and then you got you know a few like. Tommy technically was the only original one, even though he's not yeah. part of the original five. He was a Sitz Ranger, then Turbo. Then they switched the new cast to Turbo. Then they yeah, switched you're, you're, to you're In Space. Right. You're right. And then it that was, uh, it, was it was up until Lost Galaxy, which was like so. The Zordon era was from the original one to In Space, and then you have Lost Galaxy, which is a sequel to In Space. And then starting from Lightspeed Rescue, which was 99, then then it started becoming its own thing. So like you were right when you said right there in the middle, like the ones where not a lot of people were watching, even though ironically enough, I think it was one of the highest rated, like Lost Galaxy got a lot. It was very no, yeah. popular. I'm, so it was Lost I'm Galaxy. In the middle of, I'm in the middle of Lightspeed Rescue right now, and I'm, I'm so excited to get to Time Force. I am, I am like... I, I I am shaking, just like excited for the good drama drama niceness that is uh, Power Rangers Time Force. I'm really excited for that one. Oh, uh, agreed. Um, one of the things that uh, Time Force is an interesting one because it's it borrows a lot from Time Ranger, which is also really good, but it also doesn't. So there, a lot of the scripts are the same, or like the part of the main storyline is the same, but they're both very different experiences. And it's also yeah, really it's also really like good. Some of the some of the best seasons are the ones where they just take entire like plots from the the sentai yes yes i i i'm i'm kind of on the i'm kind of in the middle between that i like when they reference the sentai but i also like when they do their when they do their own thing like i think of i think of in space for example it's nothing like mega ranger which is the sentai it came from (laughs) but they're still both really good in its own right and i think a lot of what mates in space good is 
ironically enough, we just mentioned it because because it's such a it's a result of all these years of continuity. Yeah. So like yeah. So that does give them some leeway, I think, when it comes to like them being self-referential. Because yeah, for those first uh, for those first like eight years. Um, there, there, there. The show was just one long content. Con- it was just one long continuity where it was everything was happening as in as an effect from the cause right before it. Um, but then, but even then, like for a lot of those seasons, you watch Power Rangers and it'd be like, "Hey, what is this? You're Power Rangers. What's a Power Ranger?" Oh man, that was <laughs> weird. I think Ninja Storm did that. Uh, yeah, where it was like, Meg- wait a minute, think- Power Rangers aren't real, and that that was a little controversy within the fan base because people at the time were like, wait a minute, does that mean the previous Power Rangers didn't exist? And it wasn't until the season afterwards, Dino Thunder, that brought back Tommy. Like, I think there was a line where they it's the where they reference Power Rangers being real again, and I think that had to have been because of the response of like, wait a minute, you know, because they thought. Ninja Storm was like in a different continuity, which yeah. fittingly enough and they now, did later on. They did that. Dino well, Charge well now, isn't in it now. With the um, the Boom Studios comic book, uh, they had a big Shattered Grid event where it was a big crossover. And oh yeah! Basically, there is a multiverse of Power Rangers that exists. So like, that is if, very cool. It, so if something if something doesn't quite uh, add up between like two different seasons, it's a multiverse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it's cool that they I, did that. Which I think Common Rider does that too. I mean, it wasn't um Common Rider is entirely, entirely multi like so the yes, I know I know you want to talk about Decade, which we can which we can absolutely get into. So um yeah, so so the thing with Ryder, so the thing with before going to that, before so Sentai as a whole isn't isn't connected unless Toei slash the be. writers, yes, unless Toei slash the writers says it is. Every season is it's is a standalone season, with I think the exception of Go Tiger, which we mentioned, and Denji Man and Sun Vulcan, uh Denji Man being 1980 and Sun Vulcan being 1981, both of which I really, really recommend. There's a reason why those two in particular are still popular after all these years. Like last year or the year before, uh they released uh, a set of the Denji rings, the transformation devices, uh and for the first time in like 38 years so just to show like how popular it is that it was still like last after all you know after all this time because like obviously denji man's demographic would have to would be a would be people in their 40s at the least and i am not (laughs) i am not being ageist i am being factual i have nothing wrong with anyone any 40 or 50 year olds that grew up with denji man and ordered the reins like more power to you seriously and gotaiger which we mentioned like gotaiger being an entire like connection gotaiger takes place in the same world and i think there are some shows that connect with other ones in a sense like for example tier major which aired is airing right now there was the, not the episode that just aired this week but the one that just aired last weekend is is directly references getty ranger which is the sentai that came out in 2007 and came out in america's jungle fury so there are very rare cases where for the most part they're not in the same they're not in the same universe but in some cases yeah they they very much like heavily heavily implied it's still it i mean it doesn't suffer from this but it's still a symptom of it's still a symptom of the same thing we see in comic books like dc marvel movies marvel comic books and all that kind of stuff where it's like why is there ever a problem when there's literally hundreds of superheroes walking around? Yeah, that can take care of it. Yeah, no, agreed. And and again, to go on to go on your subject, uh, Ryder is is 
Rider is interesting because what Power Rangers did with its first few seasons until in space, Kamen Rider was doing the same thing in its very, very early, in its very early stages in the seventies, the shows were connected. Kamen Rider, the the first one that came out in 71 was, V3 was a sequel to it in 73. X yeah. was a sequel to V3. Amazon was a sequel, although they didn't acknowledge it. Like, I believe Amazon was the one that didn't have previous writers come back. Kamen yeah, Rider's stronger. It, you can even see it in the costuming. Like, those first few Kamen Riders are all basically the same thing, yes. just with, like, slight differences. Kamen Rider Stronger, which was 1975, was supposed to be the final Kamen Rider, which is crazy to think about, since next year's <laughs> the 50th anniversary. Um... That was supposed to be the final one, and it brings back all the main seven riders beforehand. And then Sky Rider came out in 79, and at first, its first half was trying to break away from that. And it was trying to break away from that, but then they included a bunch of previous riders. And then Black RX, which came out in 88, brought back the riders in suits. So uh, in a way, the first, like... The first half, which is uh, commonly referred to as the Showa era, because that was the that was that was when that was the emperor at the time. Yeah, yeah, that the, was the emperor. Yeah, at the time. divided up by whatever emperor is is in power at the time, the or the like time, or yeah. like the name of the or the name of the era, as you say. Heisei, as you mentioned, for the most part, especially with the first ten years. Every world was separate. Kudo was separate from Adito, et cetera, et cetera, until Decade, which basically had the story of, and since you mentioned it, you should, you should, uh, you should specify it. Well, actually, like I was thinking of what was the one before Zero Zio? Because I had, because, because I, I haven't seen Decade. I've only seen, I've only seen the movie crossover. You, you haven't with, seen Decade? Uh, I have not seen Decade. Well, you, you did a good thing. I think you did a good thing uh, for that at the moment, because I think Decade, uh, I think Decade is a lot better once you see the previous shows that came before because you can get sort of a better respect. Decade in many ways was like the first writer show that I saw as it aired, which, uh, I mean, my previous experience <laughs> with that was Deno and Kiva. So, yeah, it's... The, <sighs> Decade is... is is an anomaly in itself, not just in universe, because it's one of those, it's one of those shows where people will say it's not good and there's a lot of flaws, but it's still, a, it still has its moments. And I think a lot of well, it has I would to do imagine, the main I would character. imagine that there's some, yeah, I would imagine there's some dependence on previous seasons, right? Because it, cause it's one of those anniversary seasons where this is, we're calling back to a lot of stuff that's happened on. Yes and shows. no. Yes and no. Because, uh, because this is a multiverse and because they want to, I believe the goal was to respect what came before it. They didn't use the main, it was, it was every, every episode or every set of episodes was a two-parter referencing a previous writer season, but it was not a continuation. So you would, so the first two episodes, for example, had to do with Kuda, but it didn't star the main Kuda actor. It didn't, it didn't star anyone from the season, but it did heavily reference upon it. So they were, it was, it was the same writer with a different story. That being said, I believe there are three of them directly that um, either brought back original actors or outright spoil the shows. Fize is one of them. I'm not going to go into specifics. Fize is one of them. Um, Deno is one of them because, well, Deno is a time traveling writer. So the multi, the entire multiverse theory, basically like it made sense that whatever Decade's doing in the show, or at least whatever the story's telling Decade to do, like it's not going to affect Deno because they're, they're unaffected by time. 
That is that mm-hmm. that's that's the thing with Tenno. And I think the other one was Hibiki. Hibiki brought back a lot of returning actors, except the main one. Yeah, I think it goes to show that like getting into uh this these series is it's not it's not difficult, but there's so much to it. And I think like if you're the kind of person who really is into uh, continuity, or 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 loves it, or loves it when continuity is turned over on its head. I think Common Rider is Common Rider is kind of the thing for you, or any or any of these like really wide spanning Sentai's. There, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Like just from this conversation alone, I am really enjoying like the the history lesson that we're that uh, that is happening. Likewise, uh, you're also someone who. You, I mean, you, you've got, you've got several of the drivers. You've got several of the belts at home for the. Uh, I, and I've got, way I've got a, more than I'm willing to admit. <laughs> <laughs> way more than I'm willing to admit. So don't think that this is a podcast and not like a, a, a like an MTV Cribs version style of this. Because uh, uh, let's just say that at least. So from what I can see, just looking to my left, oh boy, um, I've got a, a a lot seed, an orange lot seed from from Dime, which came out, which yeah. we talked about. Etsaid, I think Kruger. we briefly talked about Etsaid. And I'm looking at the drivers for Etsaid and Build, which were uh, 2017 and 18, respectively. Hazard Driver, I see a couple of boxes of uh, premium Bandai uh, accessories. I think one's from Drive. Uh, no, those are both from Drive. And I have a bunch of boxes from Amazon.co. JP and uh, the reason I laugh is because <laughs> because I found out and it's one of those things where you look back and it's like I wish I didn't know. I remember uh there was a I think there might have been a post on Twitter that's like guys, did you know you can order stuff from Amazon Japan and you don't need a middleman? And as it turns out you can <laughs> and I was like, "Oh god, I just my wallet it it just hurts. It hurts so much. It hurts so much." <laughs> and uh but I will say this, I will say the one thing that I am sort of I don't want to say I don't think proud of is the word I'd use, but I I am more than willing to admit it on a podcast. I have a ton of common writer face masks that I oh. ordered that I ordered from Redbubble because there's this artist on Twitter that uh that was uh making them and I think they're great. I think they make, you know, going out a lot better and without without getting too too real worldish, it's it's kind of cool. It's like the way I see it is like okay, so if, you know, if I have to wear a mask, which is important, and I a thousand percent recommend it anywhere you go, because you know this thing going on is not a joke, and you know it's been going on for a while. Like my mentality is, if I have to go through with this, at least let me enjoy it, dude. As someone who has a Kamen Rider double and a blue Gokai mask sitting on my on my dresser yes. right now, and did I you get them from two, the same person that I did? Uh, I'm not sure. The Common Rider one, uh, I can't remember. There was like a, it was like a mix of different folks. I, the Common Rider one, I think so. I'm not so sure about the Gokai, I, the blue Gokai. No, because I think the 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 same person that I that I got the Rider face mask for, I think also did Gokai blue. I'm pretty sure, and I'm looking it up right now. I'm pretty sure. Then maybe see. so, because, and, but and thanks to a shipping error, I actually have two of each. Nice. Yeah. No, the first one I'm looking at is Gokai blue. Yeah. I think it yeah. might. Be, I think we might be talking about the same person that made him. I mean, I didn't. I didn't see one for Gokai Red. I would have liked that one just because his name is Captain Marvelous. I think you just have to ask. And I and I, I'm pretty sure 
you know, we're talking about like me being the fan that I am. I think a part of the reason why this person made a lot of these rider masks that are available is because I've probably asked for half of them. (laughs) I am not kidding. I am not kidding. I wish I could say I'm kidding. Like I'm on the site right now and I see that there's like 93 results. I'm guaranteed. I've probably asked for more than half of them. Again, this is like, not a joke. This is not something I'd make up. Uh, I, I'm, 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 the only thing I'm disappointed about is that for some reason, there doesn't seem to be as much of a market for these kind of things. No, in there doesn't. No, it's a shame. It, it's, it's so interesting you mentioned that because um, it, it's, it's been this year, this year specifically. And it's a shame that the pandemic kind of screwed it over is that this is the year where we're finally getting uh, more rider releases in America. Um, mm-hmm. Case in point, Team Common Rider, which is the official Twitter account, they're the reason why I got a complete selection, which uh, translated means screen accurate, very expensive, Common uh, Rider Tiva belts. Like, that's one of my favorite things to get. And the main reason I got it is because I could go to it. I mean, not as much now with everything that's going on, but, but, you know, as long as you have a face mask, of course, like we now, thankfully, at least in the US, like we live in a world where we could pre-order it at GameStop, go to GameStop and get a complete selection belt, which again is pretty pricey, but but without having to pay the shipping fees. So, and I say that because I've bought a few things from Team Common Writer. I have a few of the shirts. Um, my my phone socket is from Zio, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, Zio, the common writer, not Zio, the the Power Ranger show. Um, but yeah, no, it's so surprising. I the only reason I say that is because I remember in the comments in one of the Twitter feeds uh, threads is that someone mentioned like, "Hey, so are we getting face masks?" Like, I feel like that. I feel like that's such a big opportunity yeah. that neither Sentai or Rider has done even in Japan like they would make a killing here if it was official they absolutely yeah, would I think I mean and that's a tr- that's a thing that's tr- been true for like Japan across different mediums like I think Nintendo is still pretty terrible at like at assessing the market when it comes to like how much how much their their stuff is worth and how much people might actually want oh, it Oh man like, N- Nintendo's an entirely other podcast I could go into that one for, for a long time Yeah and even just to, just to start out, like they got there's a whole bunch of grief they gave people because they were they were selling the Super Mario All Stars to like a limited quantity physically, and even like the digital versions is even it's it's be, an inspired like, march and the same thing with Super Mario Brothers 35. Like Nintendo's Nintendo's big problem, especially and again we could go into this forever, but I know what you're talking about. Like Nintendo Nintendo's big problem problem, especially uh, this was something that went on in the GameCube era to like now, but not so much during the Switch era, is the artificial scarcity. Yeah. It was in the Wii U days impossible to find something. Uh and with the amiibos as well. And I think the amiibo thing is still going on. Like, God help you if you didn't Mm -hmm. pre-order or go to a store the day that an amiibo comes out, because guaranteed if you go in the next day, you're not gonna find it. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's it, it must it must be like I'm sure it's like some kind of cultural thing in Japan where the artificial scarcity is a part of the enjoyment of a certain product. I, I I don't know what it could be. Neither one of us is Japanese, but I, I'm I'm sure I'm sure there's something to that. And I am looking at Amazon.co.jp, and I can get a, a zero one driver for four thousand yen. That's not bad at all. That is not bad at all. 
That is, did you know, oh, Christian, did you know about that? Honestly? I did not, I did not know about that. Well, I, just I am, right I, I, I feel like a drug you, dealer that has like, you, sir, I, I have, have opened, opened up a, a can of worms. I have, that, I, uh, I am equal parts, uh, apologetic, but also you're welcome. Cause yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's a, that was a gateway drug once I found out. Once I found, uh, I'm I actually mean, pretty uh, happy that I'm not into the Saber stuff right now, because like I mentioned, <laughs> there's a lot of Amazon.co.jp uh, <laughs> bosses uh, in my place. The say the Saber driver is a little bit too long for my liking. What do you um, mean long? Like it's it's wide. Like it like oh. um, the way the way it looks in the body, it just it takes up the entire waist. I, I I like my smaller drivers. I li- I like my my Jew Ranger buckler and like e- even the zero one driver wasn't didn't even seem like too long to me. Well, I like cool the, I, like I agree with and, you on the zero one driver. I I liked it very much, not just because of the way it looks, but it it doesn't feel like of all the drivers that I've worn. Yeah, that's right. Worn like more than a handful. Uh, the Edstead one is like the biggest one, like the the boatiest of them all. Uh, that's interesting. You mentioned that regarding the saber driver. The only reason I don't like it is because it's uh, it, it's and of course it's meant. I know I know the reason why it's meant for kids, but it looks like a toy. Well, that too, but it's just like. If they had a, if they had, if they were somehow able to engineer, and of course, of course, we're talking about something that would probably cost as much as like a complete selection modification belt, which is like four hundred dollars or so on that average, um, and that's not including shipping. That's that's part of the reason why my first one was a uh, a TVET belt because uh, it was made available to sell here. Cause when I, cause they, they cost somewhere between 300 and $500 without the shipping. So I'm like $700 for a driver. No, oh, I, you know, I love riders as much as, you know, as much as the Nets guy, but that's way too much. No, it's the sword. It's the size of the sword. If they were, if they yeah. were to find a way to like engineer it. So like, you know, you, you, you pull the sword out and it's like a close, uh, like prop size. I'd go for it. I go for like it. Like one of those what? like telescopic like lightsaber blades. Yes, yes, yes. And I think they could, and it wouldn't surprise me if like after sabers over, they do that. They 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 make a sword that could fit into the current driver, and then once you pull it out, it does the whole telescope thing to make it the size that it is. I would probably consider one. Do you think the the new the new uh, the stunt actor? That's another thing. We didn't really get into it. Uh, actually, let's get into it because I think we have some time for that. The stunt sure. performances when it comes to these shows. Okay is amazing like i don't like i'm I'm, like there there's a there's of course a really cool stunt culture when it comes to america and like stunt performers are a a type of actor and performer that aren't really appreciated enough like they deserve their own category for oscars they deserve all this kind of thing but like um it's really cool. I just really cool. Like there's like this, there's this really mainstay in uh, Japanese TV where it's like, Oh yeah, you want to be a stunt actor. You'll probably end up on a common writer eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> or no. This, on, or a Sentai or something. The stunt work is part of the reason why it's so much fun to watch these shows, even after all these times, because you have to consider, you have to, anyone that's listening to this has to consider the following. It's one thing to do a stunt, like jumping out of a car or, or, um, you know, like hand to hand combat, but in the, those suits the 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 range of vision is so small it's very difficult to see out of those helmets you're essentially fighting blind so when you take a look at a fight scene 
that has to do with a lot of choreography and a whole lot of movements, you have to realize they're fighting blinds and they do it so well. Yeah, these guys are wearing, like if anybody looks up a picture of a com- of any Kamen Rider, they're all wearing motorcycle helmets that have colored lenses over the over the front of it. And like, you you, you this they you can't see it. They're basically they're basically just they're wearing solid. Bags over they're, their they're, heads. they're they're solid lenses too. You can't see through them. You can only see through the little the little holes that that are in some of them. Decade yeah, has them. Decade has them. Um, and usually, and it goes right back to the original one because if you look at the original helmet, you can see that they're looking through the the black. Yeah, the There's black two little holes, slits underneath yeah, the eyes. Under the eyes, so they're not looking like directly out of the eyes. But yeah, your field of vision just becomes like a couple centimeters. Oh man, it's 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 pretty shocking. And like, and um, if you do go back and watch those old shows where they had less CGI to really depend on, like it gets really cool seeing some of the actors happen in there. Because like, there's some there are some moments like watching through Kugos, like, you could tell that you could tell that the, the the guy the guy's having real trouble like getting getting around on that suit right now. But then there are other moments where like, how the hell does he do that? I feel like I'm watching like old Douglas Fairbanks like 1931 stunts where like. Oh yeah, that guy almost died, but that was really cool what he did right there. Rider, Rider in particular, especially the classic ones, Christian. You mentioned that like you would you would most likely enjoy the original the original uh, Rider shows from like Ichigo, the current one. Ichigo did get hurt, didn't he? Yes, uh, the, yes. The the the, 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 the the very first actor that ever played a Rider, he he was at a he broke both his legs doing his stunt. Yes, yes, and then he had <laughs> he was, and then he had to come back, and then there's another scene where he is. On top of a cable car, a moving cable car in the sky, and he doesn't have a harness. Kamen Rider <laughs> V3's stunt actor, um, this not not the main character, the stunt actor had to climb this huge, huge smokestack. He didn't have a harness or anything back then. Kamen Rider Amazon, there's also a scene in his show where he is moving he's holding on to the rails underneath a roller coaster as a roller coaster, as, as a cart moves directly on top of him. He didn't have a harness. And I remember this because he mentioned how, cause they, uh, he was in a, he was in a variety show. And I think they asked him like, would you ever come back to do an episode of coming? He's like, yeah, but I'm not doing any of those stunts. Like you, yeah, <laughs> I can come back, but I am not going to do, if it's not stunt intensive, I will come back. I just want to just it's put me in the crazy. suit and I'll stand there it's, for, I'll just stand exactly, there for a while. It's crazy to see. And that's the, that's part of the charm of the old shows is that, yes, like you said, the special effects may be outdated. The writing was, you know, the writing isn't, isn't all there, but at least in terms of the stunts, like there's a lot of stuff that went on in those early 70s and mid 80s shows that you simply could not get away with. Like you wouldn't see a scene where Zero One's character, for example, is on top of a moving cable car or something like that. You just don't see that anymore. And Metal yeah, Heroes was I mean, a lot of fun for Metal Heroes love doing their stunts. Yeah, if anybody is if anybody's a film buff listening to this, like do not sleep on 
old like movies tv shows and all that kind of stuff where it's like everything you see on camera is what you get like it's not you cannot fake some of the stuff that you get to see um, yeah they're classics for I, I like to consider them like classics you know i don't consider them like oh just you know for some reason we have this this very like weird stigma where it's like if something's old it means it's therefore of like no value and unwatchable and i don't think that applies to writer and i also don't think that applies to a lot of things regarding film as well there's a reason why like for example Casablanca is still timeless uh gone with the wind you know a lot of those classic films uh um the thing I think it is one that I'm thinking of. Uh, oh yeah, John Carpenter's the thing. I like. I, I'm going to rewatch that like ten times just for Halloween. <laughs> because again, the the effects might be dated, but that doesn't take away from it being a good film. Yeah. Uh, but the reason I brought up the stunt stuff is like just this is just kind of like a funny thought that I had regarding the sh- regarding the common writer shows. Um, do you think? I'm, I'm sure this isn't true. I'm just asking this just to be funny. Sure. Do you think? Do you think the guy that became the main writer for the new Rewa series? You think he's got a, he's got a little bit of a, a grump just because he doesn't know how to use a sword as good as the <laughs> as maybe the guy they got for Saber because you get you get hired to be the main stunt actor for the new era of shows and then when the second series comes out they get a new stunt actor. <laughs> yeah, I was I was actually very interested to because. To elaborate more on what you're saying, Christian, um, mm-hmm. there is a suit actor, and his name is, and if I'm pronounced, I think I'm pronouncing this correctly, Seiji Taikawa? Taikawa? Mm-hmm. Taikawa? No, I think it's Taikawa. And he was the main suit actor for a lot of the Heisei writers. I think the only ones he was not a part of was Studio in 2000 and uh, Hibiki in 2005, but he was the main suit actor for all those writers up until Zio. And then he became the bat, the main villain suit actor in Zero One. And then he was replaced by a new guy for Zero One. And now we have a new guy for Saber. So yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I thought that they were going to continue the tradition of like, okay, they're going to have a they're going to have this guy who is new to the Rayboy era and we're going to make him do the stunts for a couple of years and then do that. Because what they essentially did was what Sentai does. Sentai also had a main, a main red stunt actor. I think it was like from Battle Fever J, which was 79, to Jetman, which is 1991. And then after that, they switched up the they switched up whoever was doing the main red so it's it's mm-hmm. interesting it's interesting in that regard because that that is a very sent well at least as of 1991 it's a very sentai thing to do to have your suit actors in a rotation whereas common writer kept its consistency even to the point where i believe that i believe there was also a I believe there was also a main suit actor for the first uh, the first few uh or there was a, there was, oh no, I feel like, I feel like I did read somewhere that there was a main, that there was a main like stunt actor for like the early writers. I think. It is, but I bring it up because I, like, I brought up the stunt thing because it also is interesting. Like aside from also just doing the stunts and getting the fight choreography down, like these guys who play the stunt actor who play, they're basically on the show just as much as the face actors right oh, because yeah. they're they're there on camera wearing the suits they're just not they're just not out and it is it's kind of amazing like there's a video online of one of the suit actors like every like someone's calling out a different uh writer that he played and then he he changes up his the way he carries himself the poses, i think you're pose. talking about seiji taitawa yeah 
Yeah, like he's and he's and like the way these guys carry themselves is different from year to year, and they're and they're basically doing as much acting as the face actors. They just don't get to show their face when they're doing it, and it's actually pretty amazing uh, seeing it and seeing how they they could change from one to another. Also, to add, like, to, sorry. Uh, and well, yeah, I thought it was just an interesting thing regarding like how they they've been changing up the suit actors so often for this yeah, last couple add, years. Yeah, to add to that, they also say their lines because if you look yeah. really carefully at any of these any of these shows and you see what's supposed to be the main character but you know it's the stunt actor they're moving their heads which means they have to be saying their lines yeah and even even if they're not saying the lines they're doing a good job pretending they are so yeah but uh, from what i understand yeah from what i understand they do say their lines as well or at least an approximation of it because and they still have to get across that emotion. They still have to do as good enough a job so that if they are acting against someone who is there uh, showing their face, that person can respond in kind. Because it helps a lot when you're acting. If the if your partner in a scene is putting in just as much effort as you are. Oh yeah, agreed. Um, so I think that's a good thing to leave off on. Mark, do you have anything else you want to say for your appreciation about like Tokusatsu and this genre? Like if you were. I'm sure this is going to be one of the hardest episodes for people to really like, get into. <laughs> You're no kidding. Because no we, we, hit, we hit them with a lot of really awesome, really cool, but just straight up nonsense. And we also like hit a fraction. This is, this is, yeah. this is like basic, basic, basic stuff. So like really get into the stuff that would probably be like another three or four like podcast episodes. <laughs> probably. So, but if, but if there is anything you could say to someone to like try to convince them to get into this like genre as a whole, what would that be? That would be essentially, you know, I think of it as a pick-me-up. I think of it, it's like, Christian, you mentioned this earlier about like how, you know, these these characters are people going through struggles and they're going through their own personal journeys. And I think that, I think that is very relatable to a lot of people. I think Totosatsu is as a whole, like it's, it's silly fun. Like you mentioned, Christian, uh, there's also that escapism, which I think is more important than ever, considering that considering that we're still going through a pandemic and it's just i i think i think it's just really important to not let your inner child die i think that we um as society are expected to at a certain point in our lives for some reason just stop enjoying what we used to like and i'm not entirely in agreement with that I think there is such a thing as a healthy balance of doing what you need to do in your life, paying bills to, for one example. And I don't think it should have to mean sacrificing something else you like. So I, I think part of, again, part of the reason I liked it is because I don't like, I, I don't want to have my inner child die so easily with everything else that's going on. And it's a very good motivator. I think it's really important to to have to have something that you very much believe in, which uh, in this in this genre is a lot of people that have their own beliefs and are going through their own struggles and ultimately just want to come out of whatever it is they're going through, like alive. Uh, again, Christian, you mentioned it. Like a lot of these shows have. A message, and I feel like there's a lot of people that can relate to their message. It's a re- there's a reason why. Uh, to end the answer, there's a reason why two of these shows have still been going on for so long, and 
adults and 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 kids that are now parents you know remember the shows and there's a reason why even if it's a little dish here in america there's a reason why there's a lot of reasons why people here like them so if anyone wants to you know look at something silly or technologically impressive or you know wants to listen to the music because i think the music is one of the best parts of totrasatsu like i i would just say i think there's something there for i think there's something there for everyone but i think it i think most importantly it just has to do with like not letting your inner child die realize is my current phone ringtone right the songs that <laughs> came out the one. songs came out like three weeks the songs like it, it's very hard being a writer fan these days it very much is because <laughs> as 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 much as i want to say back in my day because <laughs> that's how long it's been like i've been watching like uh sentai and writer stuff regularly for like 11 years now like back when i started uh the way that it worked for writer was that the show would start in september you get the theme song in uh november so two months from there then you get the main soundtrack in december then you get the uh, second soundtrack during the summer and then they'd release a complete one with like a few songs it's not like that anymore and i wish it was because basically because what you have now comes all at once yes basically what you have now in the case of zero one is the show comes out in september you have the 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 little you have the little tv size you have the size of the songs that are cut for the for for the show and then the single doesn't come out until January of next year. It used to be December. Now it's January of next year. And with the exception of maybe like the crossover movie soundtrack, which is remixes of the show's music, you got to wait until September. You got to wait nine months to get <laughs> all the other songs. And in some cases, they don't even play the songs. So you got to wait a long time. It, it's very painful. It's very painful to be a writer fan these days. Very, like in terms <laughs> of music, it hurts. It hurts. Wasn't always like well, this. Well, sorry about that, Mark. But thank you so much for those beautiful sentiments about the show. I'm cool. sure we can probably convince a few people to get into it as well. Hopefully. Uh, if there is a place on the interwebs that people want to find you, where where the where where will those might be? I'm not bad. I'm good. I'm hey guys, I'm okay with words. Um okay, so two things. Uh yeah, we talked about this. Um this may or may hopefully, you know, this depends on whether or not another guest may mention it. Uh Christian and I are part of Cutler Bay uh community theater here in Miami, and we are going to be part of a show that will be streaming on Facebook. Is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. The Color Bay Community will be streaming a live reading of a our dramatic play reading. Yes, our play festival, yeah. the Love and Technology Play Festival, that'll be uh, November 11th through 12th. November 11 and 12, uh, 7 to 9 p.m. each night. Uh, Christian and I will both be in that. So that is that. I definitely want to plug because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I enjoyed the rehearsals. And as for me personally, uh, anywhere to hear me talk, I guess, would be uh, I have a Twitch channel. It's twitch.tv slash Markstrepants, which is M-A-R-K-S-T-E-R-P-A-N-T-S. I stream very irregularly. Sometimes I stream with... Uh, a group of friends we play jackbox games like every two weeks so if there's a ever if you are looking at a game and you see a slot open you know you're more than welcome to join usually we do those like every so uh the next one would be 
on the 6th, November 6th. And those usually go on from 8.30 to midnight. And then any any other time, it's just uh, pretty regular. Uh, something, uh, it, right now I'm streaming Res, uh, the Resident Evil 3 remake and Rock Band. And uh, very much unlike this podcast, I don't talk about Tokusatsu at all. <laughs> at all. I don't think I've ever mentioned it. Oh, but now, now let, let's see if people start asking about it. Now we'll see how yeah, much, how hilarious. far my reach goes. That'd be hilarious. Uh, but, but Mark, thank you so much. It was thank a you, pleasure Trisha. to have you on. This was a lot of fun, man. Let's go into the outro. Likewise, man. And that's the show, folks. And. Can I be honest with you? I really enjoyed that one. I really liked how that turned out. I know it might have actually sounded like Japanese for a few people out there, but here's the thing. That's the show. This is kind of what I wanted out of it. It's just people coming together to geek out about their favorite thing. I mean, I I can't possibly ask for more. Um, In fact, actually, you know what? That's not true. I will ask for more because you can be on the show. There is an official form on InMyDefensePodcast.com that you guys can fill out if you want to try to be on the show. Uh, All you have to do is fill out, give me your email address, give me your name, give me what you want to talk about, and why, why it means so much to you. Why do you want to get a chance to geek out on a specific subject for an hour? Or an hour and a half. Well, an hour 15 in this case. And there's no limits, guys. You get as specific or as broad as you want to. As long as you can talk about something with passion and enough knowledge where you won't get corrected too much on the internet, I'm happy with it. Like, look at this episode right here. I know some of you are out there and you're ready to attack us for everything that we got wrong or everything that you disagree with. Feel free. You can reach out to me at InMyDefensePodcast at gmail.com. I'm also AntiChrisRivera on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to talk about this episode, discuss things, uh, feel free to leave a comment on iTunes or whatever podcaster podcatcher excuse me that you might be using that also includes com- uh, comments give us a five-star rating really gonna appreciate that and then you can complain about us in the, in the comments but anyways folks i think that's the show uh i guess i will see you next week with another geek on the in my defense podcast